happy New Year's weekend. How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. That was fun. By the way, Pastor Aaron, that was my voice on the voice recorder yelling. So that's my contribution right there. But love you. Happy birthday. But uh, we are going to have some fun. We're about to roll into a brand new year, 2012, the end of the world. That's what I'm speaking on today. I'm just playing. I am not speaking on that tonight. The billboards told us it was in October, and that, anyways, not speaking on that. But the brand new year is coming. I love New Year's because it's a time where you can start fresh. You can start new. And I'll never forget two years ago, um, Noel and I came here to Wisconsin. We moved up here for the very first time. That was an experience. As you can tell by my accent, I'm not from here. I'm from Racine. I'm just... <laughs> not from a scene. I'm from Georgia, actually. So me and Noel took a big move all the way from Georgia, the middle of Georgia, all the way up to Wisconsin in January. Yeah. So to put that in perspective, my dad called me last week and said he was riding on his motorcycle and it was 65 degrees. I was like, oh, awesome, dad. Thank you for telling me that. But it's pretty hot down there, pretty cold up here. So it was a little bit of adjusting to get to, but we got in this big, huge Penske truck, packed all of our stuff in there, came up to Wisconsin, unloaded everything. And I had like two track jackets. That's about it. So we loaded up on like jackets and coats and all kind of stuff like that. But, um, it was different. It was a lot to get used to, but we absolutely love it here. But I will never forget one of the first couple of weeks that we were here. Uh, I was in the office, and Pastor Aaron said, hey, we're going to have a meeting tomorrow at Starbucks. I want you to meet me there. And I was just like, okay, yeah, perfect. That sounds great. So I go home, get a good night, good night's sleep, wake up the next morning, and snow is just coming like crazy out of the sky. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, obviously, I've seen a little snow, but nothing like this. I'm thinking, everything's going to be shut down. We're going to be done. That's what happens in Georgia. I mean, we can get, like, just a little bit, and everything shuts down. People are fighting in the grocery store over milk. They're like, we're going to die if we don't. You know what I mean? So I'm like, this is not good. But I'd heard that you have snow plows up here, and then everything still kind of goes on. But I'm like, man, if the schools are closed, that's bad. That's bad news. I got on the internet and saw that the schools were closed in West Bend, which was where I was living at the time. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is not good. I looked at Noel. I was like, I'm not going to be able to go. I was like, there's no way. There's no way we can even get out on the roads. And so I text Pastor Ryan because he was going to be at the meeting. I said, are we still having this meeting? Send. All of a sudden I get a text back really quick that says, yes, dot, dot, dot. I read that to say, yes, you dummy. We have snow plows in Wisconsin. You're still having this meeting. And I'm just like, okay, all right. So I got in my car and I got my little snow brush thing. Actually, I don't even think I had one. I had like gloves just wiping it all off my car. I didn't know you could just do the windows. So I'm like getting the whole thing over the wheels. I'm like, oh, let's get the snow off. You know what I mean? And I finally get it all off. And Noelle's looking out the window at me. And I'm like, I love you. I love you. I see you in heaven. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm gone. And I drove, and finally an hour later, I got to Starbucks, and Pastor Aaron still laughs at me at this day about that story. But I was there, and we've got adjusted now. We actually, uh, we love it here. We're, we're having a blast. But it's fun starting somewhere completely different and starting new, starting fresh. And that is what the new year is all about, is about starting fresh and starting new. And you know what? I know the new year, we have a lot of 
goals and we have a lot of uh, resolutions, all of these different things, you may make a list to write down things like you want to lose weight, you want to, um, you want to read a certain amount of books, whatever it is. But we all have those for New Year's. But the thing is, a lot of times we need help to make those goals happen. How many of you guys realize that? A lot of times I say, man, I want to start working out this year. And I want to just look at the treadmill and say, all right, let's make, make that lose, let's make that make me lose weight. You know what I mean? Just look at it. It's like, come on, make it lose weight. You know, and then I'd look at a book and I'm like, man, if I could just touch that book and just know everything that's in it, how amazing would that be? But we have to go through steps to be able to reach our goals that we have. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Every single problem that we have in life, there's always an answer to that problem in the word of God. There's an amazing verse in the Bible. It's Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. It says to ask, and it will be given to you, to seek, and you will find it, and to knock, and the door will be open to you. I want to tell you a story today about a guy that was bold enough, he was audacious enough to ask God for his resolution, to ask God for a dream that seemed way too big to ask for. But he asked for it, and he went through the steps to see it made possible. If you have your Bibles with me to, to, uh, today, you can turn to Mark chapter 8, verse 22. Mark chapter 8, verses 22. If you don't have your Bibles, we'll have it for you on the screens. Or you can get out your smartphones or your iPads. I like to call my, call my, my holy iPad because there's a Bible app on it. So if you have a phone, it's your... No, I'm just playing. Just playing. Okay, verses 22. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. It says, They came to Bethsaida, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand, and he led him outside of the village. When he had spit in the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened and his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. You know what I love about this story is the fact that the blind man was desperate enough to ask God for this dream that he had to be able to see. He was desperate enough to ask God, and that's point number one. Be bold enough to ask God for your desires in this new year. Be bold enough to ask God for your desires in this new year. You know, what's amazing about this. This blind man stepped out, and he went to his friends, and he said, I, I have to go see this Jesus that I've heard about because I have to have sight. I want to see him. I want for him to come and touch me and heal me because I've heard about this Jesus and I like to think about it this way, that his friends were probably like, are you serious? Jesus, the busiest man in the world, have you seen his schedule? He is booked everywhere. There's no way you can get to Jesus. No possible way. There's crowds built around him everywhere he goes. There's no way he's going to want to spend time with you. You know, it's amazing. He got his friends and he went and Jesus did spend time with him. That's what's cool about our God is he cares about every single one of us. Even though he, he talks to every single person in this world, he still cares about us. It goes far enough in the Bible to say that he knows how many hairs you have on your head. Some have more than others, but it's my father. But he knows every single thing about you. He cares about you. And he cared about this blind man in this story. And this blind man came up to Jesus and he asked Jesus boldly. He cared about 
his desire. He cared about his resolution, per se, that he wanted to see. You know what's amazing is in the Bible it says in Psalms 37, verse 4, to take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. If we could take delight in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. You know, a lot of you this new year, you may, you may say, man, I want to be a better dad to my kids this year. I want to be a better mom. I want to be a better neighbor. I want to be a better employer or employee, whatever it is. All you have to do is ask God because he's listening. He's waiting there ready for you to ask him so that he can show you the next steps on how to make that possible. Then in the story, it says that he took the blind man's hand and he led him outside of the city. And that brings us to number two, step out of the familiar this year. Step out of the familiar this year. You know, a lot of times in my life, I find myself saying, God, I want to be closer to you. I want to know you more. And then I keep doing the same exact things. I have the same schedule that I have in life. Maybe I wake up at the same time or I read the same amount of the Bible as I usually do. And God's saying, if you want to know me more, you have to change. You have to move out of the familiar. You have to do something different. You know, I believe it was Einstein that said, um, insanity is doing the same thing, or insanity is the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Doing the same exact thing over and over and expecting something different. God is saying for us to be able to get what we want, this resolution, we have to be able to change. And that's exactly what he did with this blind man. You know, to be able to look at this story a little bit different. For a blind person, the most important thing for them is being familiar with where they are. You know, if in their rooms, they know where every single thing is, every single thing. They put it in a particular place so that they know where it is. They know that where they live in their uh, town or their city or village, whatever it is, they know how many steps it is to the coffee shop. They know all of these things because they're familiar with it. And what's cool about this story is Jesus took this blind man outside of the place that he was familiar with. He took him out of his house, out of his village, and said, I want you to be in a place to where you know nothing of. I'm going to take you out into a brand new place, and then I'm going to show you the steps to take. So we have to continually change. We have to change and go into a new place for Jesus to be able to show us what he has for us. You know, I'm sure it had to be uncomfortable for him. It had to be, but sometimes we have to do what we've never done to get what we've never gotten. We've got to do what we've never done before to get what we've never gotten. And that's exactly what he did. And he trusted Jesus through it. That's what's cool about it. Said that Jesus had his hand throughout the whole entire way. So through this, through getting to your goal, know that Jesus has your hand throughout all of this. But I know it had to be difficult for him. And that's our third point is our walk with God this new year is not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be easy. You know, a lot of times when people think of the Bible, they think that, man, that's just a bunch of fairy tale stories, and they all end well, and the, the princess kisses the frog, he turns into a prince. It's just a bunch of happy stuff. No, people were jacked up in the Bible. P people went through some stuff in the Bible. Look at the life of Job. He went through some crazy stuff in his life. But what's amazing about it is he knew the Savior. He knew Jesus and the cool thing about this blind man is he says he took him out. He took him out of the village, and then he came up, and he spit in his eye. So Jesus straight up hocked a loogie in this guy's eye. 
And I was looking, I was like, is this like, was this common back in this day? And I'm researching, I'm like, was this like a common greeting? No, it wasn't. It was not a common greeting even then. It was still weird. And, you know, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, man, if I was in his shoes, you would think, man, I came all the way to see this Jesus that I heard cares about me, and he spits in my eye, or what? Probably would have wiped it out and said, okay, thank you. Gracias, Jesus, I'm gone. You know what I mean? It's like, peace out. But no, he was like, you know what? I'm going to go through this process of whatever he's, he's taking me through. It's going to be difficult sometimes. There's going to be times that we go through things that are difficult, just like this blind man did. But I believe that he works some of those things that are bad into good. It's what Romans 8.28 says, that he works all things together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So those things that are seemingly crazy that happen in your life, those things that, I mean, you probably know Christ followers, that they have been through some junk in their life. They've been through things that you're like, how could that even happen to them? But the cool thing is, is he works all things together for good for those that love him. Not just some things, but all things together for good. And it later on says that Jesus asked the man if he could see after he prayed for him. And the man said that it was a little bit blurry, and Jesus prayed for him again, and he was able to see 100%. He was healed 100%. And this blind man's resolution, his goal was fulfilled because he went out of the ordinary. First of all, he asked, then he went out of the ordinary. He let God stretch him. He went through a difficult time, but then he was completely healed by God. His resolution was met because he took these simple steps, and he knew that Jesus cared about him and wanted to touch him. You know what, lastly, number four is have continual growth in this new year have continual growth in this new year. You know, this passage ends with Jesus telling the blind man not to go back to his village. He told him to leave his village and don't go back. He wanted him to leave all of that comfort behind. He wanted him to leave all of his old ways behind because God has made him new. You know, this year I truly believe that every single one of us, whatever goals you have, whatever vision it is for you, whether it's to, be, to work better at your job, to read more books, whatever it is for you, I truly believe that if we just ask God, our Father in heaven, if we just ask him and go through the steps that he shows us, that we can see those fulfilled, that we can be better parents, that we can be better neighbors, that we can give of our time, talent, and treasure more than ever this year because we have a God that cares about us and he cares about every single desire of our heart. That's what's amazing about our God. He cares for us that much. And he wants us to continue to grow. I'm going to end with this. Growing is becoming more like God, and becoming more like him requires us to leave the ordinary behind and continue to follow him. So let's continue to grow. Let's continue to be more like him this new year, and let's see some amazing things happen. Let's become a better dad, a better mom, a better neighbor, whatever it is. Let's become that by asking God and following those steps that he's given us. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for every single person in this place. God, we thank you that you care for us. Although there's 7 billion people 
on this earth, you care for every single one of us. God, I pray that if there's anybody in this room that doesn't know you, that they, they've never had a relationship with you, God, let them know that in your word in Romans 10, 9 and 10, says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that you are who the Bible says that you are, that we will be saved. God, let them confess and believe in you and know who you are. God, I pray for everybody else in this place. God, that you would let us push towards this new year. Let this be the best new year ever. God, let this be the best year to where we can give more of our time, talent, and treasure, to where we can make more of an impact on your kingdom. Because, God, nothing else really matters. It's all for you. It's all for you. So, Jesus, thank you for every single person in here. Thank you for a church that cares about reaching around us and reaching your world. God, I pray that we would have an amazing new year. It's in your name I pray. Everybody said amen.